I listen to the diaries because it sparks ideas for new adventures. Whether it is an episode about an epic adventure or a backyard micro-adventure, I start thinking about my next adventure. I'm inspired by the people and their stories to go a little farther and dig a little deeper. If you want to add more spark to your adventurous ideas, consider subscribing to the Diaries Plus today. I'm Crystal, a longtime listener from the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina. Thanks to everyone who has subscribed to the Diaries Plus. It's been awesome, and you're powering the show as we move into the future. If you're interested in subscribing today, there's a link in the show notes. Please join. Now, on to the show. One, two, three. Oh, I heard <laughs> you. <laughs> what, one more, let's do it again. I okay. definitely heard other okay. clapping let's that time. Let's try it. Ready? One, two, two three. three. Oh, oh. <laughs> why was that so bad? Okay, one, two, two. Three. three. Ah, that was oh, worse. <laughs> it's that was the it's. most epic. That was the most epic pause ever on okay. three, Cordelia. Let's learn how to All count. Right. Come on, <laughs> let's do it. Jesus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> one more time. How you guys doing? Doing all right. <laughs> Pretty good. Where are you guys at? Where are you at, Cordelia? I am in my bedroom in Denver, just kind of hunkered down here. <laughs> Actually, where are you at? I am just across town in Seattle in just a home office, and my cat still laying here on the floor, signing herself. <laughs> uh, she looks like a beached whale. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. You? I'm in the uh, really high-powered executive suite, otherwise known as our trailer, parked out in front of our house. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it feels funny to be doing this with you guys, separate, not in the studio. Obviously, we are, you know, everyone's going through some, some crazy times. We're adjusting to not being all together. So we're not going to do our regular thing today. We had an episode already go, but it's been crazy. And I think that it's worth acknowledging it. You know, even though it's like so easy to just kind of do the regular thing. Um, for us right now, I, I felt like all of us in our hearts felt like we had to chat a little bit about what's happening. And we had to share because there's a lot of people in our community that are afraid. I'm afraid. And it seems like if we were going to do anything else and we're just going to tell her like one of our, our regular stories, it would be like ignoring the giant elephant in the room right now. So we wanted to take this time. We'll be back with the regular thing next time. But right now we wanted to sit and chat a little bit. Fitz, how are you feeling about everything? Um, I mean, I think... I think probably like a lot of people, uh, a lot of different 
a lot of different feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I think it's it's fear, it's uh, stress, it's anxiety. I mean, we're being uh, pushed as hard as we've ever been pushed in terms of like what's on our plate between uh, homeschooling kids and Tep was sick, so you know, can't have grandma come over and mm -hmm. the business and trying to just it, yeah, it it definitely is crazy. And there's also some there's moments of 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 incredible calm. Yeah, I like that word calm. How are you staying calm, Fitz? There's a side of this that I recognize. I mean, this is truly an extraordinary situation, but there's sides of this that remind me of of when we started this company back in 2008. That there's a feeling of being like, I've lived through this on a certain level. And not, not on the scale of it, but that there's like a side of it that's, that's recognizable and it it actually kind of makes me happy because I think about it. And, and that was a, an incredible time in my life for me. So, so it's like, I guess it's like history, it's maybe not repeating itself, but it like has really strong familiarities to, to that last time um, that there was this crazy sort of economic free fall and, and no one really knew what to do. Can you tell us more about how you experienced that the last time? Yeah. Um, well, so, so like there's the, there's a the boilerplate and I know that there's like some people have heard the story about how I started the diaries. You know, I was trying to be a writer. It was really clear that I was not going to be able to ever support a family, uh, pay rent on time, uh, with that profession. And I really like, I gave up on that dream. And in the process, I decided as a last hurrah, I would record some of my favorite stories that I'd never been able to sell. And I took those stories and I started recording them into a closet and I just, I did it as a way to, you know, maybe have something on my resume, uh, just as a way to keep myself busy, you know, cause I didn't really have any work. And I did that and, you know, there's the, there was that moment for me where I sent it out to 30 friends, said, I've done this thing, check it out. And it was like, you looked at the data and, uh, you know, because that's what you did back in the day if you had a blog or a podcast. It's like, you'd be like, oh, how many people looked at it? How many people saw it? And I sent it to 30 friends and then it was like 300 people saw it. And the next day it was like 3,000 people saw it. And it, you know, it was, it was really clear in that moment that, that my life um, had kind of changed. And so that right there is like the pretty standard quick story I tell about that. But there's something deeper about that, that period of time is that it, it sounds like that all happened in a course of weeks. And, and the truth of it is like, this was, a, this was a battle to do this, to be able to sit here and be in separate rooms, sharing mics with you two. It was a giant struggle. And it's been one of the most joyous and fun struggles of my entire life. And I feel so um, incredible to do it. And I think I look back to that moment where all of a sudden I realized that 3,000 people had listened to that, those first few shows. And that was the last time I actually was isolated like I am right now. There were periods of time, Becca was still working for the university, so she'd be gone for three months of time on these research projects. And all of a sudden I had the Dirtbag Diaries and all of a sudden, like, even though like I, like I had something. And so I just, it was this magical moment in my life where I envisioned a different version of it and I just worked. Like I had time. I had time and I had space. And I just sat inside my house and I worked from 8.30 to 10 o'clock at night. And that sounds horrible, 
but it wasn't at all. You know, like it, it wasn't, it wasn't that, that way. And it would literally be like, Becca would kind of call and be like, oh, I haven't left the house in seven days. I mean, I would have gone and got groceries or taken a quick run or something like that. But realistically, it would be like the car would be parked and it, it looked very similar, minus the two kids, to how it is right now. And that moment of being able to have time and have space to pour your heart into something that felt right to you, and it wasn't even really a, about money or anything like that. It was just what was inside of you and what you believed. Coolest moment, you know? Coolest moment. It's not to say, like, I'm not sitting here blindly being optimistic. You know, I think last week I'm, you know, supposed to be with my granddad who's going through the end of his life after having interoperable cancer. And I'm supposed to be there with him. And his home has, you know, has been closed to visitors. And none of us have a window into his world right now. And so I, I feel the pain and I feel the fear. Like all of us should just start, we should probably just all say it right now, just like a huge shout out to all the people working on the front lines right now in healthcare, out, you know, out there taking care, care, care of people like my grandfather, just like a huge, huge shout out to those people and how much they're putting out on the line. Cordelia, have you, do you, like, do you remember 9-11? Do you remember those days after 9-11? How, yeah. I don't know how old you would have been. Yeah, I was pretty little. I was seven. Um, but I do, I do remember that time. I do remember that day really vividly. Um, but wh- why do you ask about that? I just like, I mean, I think that that was another moment. I think it's a little bit different. Like it, but it just that uncertainty of being like, what's going to happen next? Like, I just, I just was curious, like whether you know you guys remember that too because this ha- this does happen you know mm-hmm. and it's actually these incredible points where it kind of gives you a little bit of a, of a of a chance to to say what matters right it, it provides some clarity too well and right and I I think one of the remarkable parts about what's going on today for me is this juxtaposition of truths in the way that we're all kind of mandated to be isolated and quarantined and alone and separated in a lot of ways. But at the same time, it feels like I know that most every other human on the face of the planet is feeling similar things that I'm feeling right now, that kind of fear, the anxiety, the unknown, the the trepidation of what's about to come next. And I think the world and especially our country has felt so divided and polarized in the last many years of my life that it's kind of I don't know a time where I have felt like the entire human race is actually plugged into the same channel watching the same news listening to the same things reading the same things worrying about the same things and that at least for me I have never experienced before yeah I'm not sure if you know, if anyone has, honestly, when you think about like, I think countries go through that like shared experience, but like globally to have something that not only that's going on globally, but we have the internet now and that we can actually connect with each other. And it just amplifies that shared experience, whether it's like the joking memes, 
that people have created um, or more of these like just really powerful images and stories, you know, from on the ground in other countries who are having a very similar experience. So it does feel like it's maybe like the first time this has happened, at least in the way that we're experiencing it right now. It, it is different. You know, I don't mean to say like, oh, this, I've lived through this. It's no, no reason to be worried. You know, like, uh, like I, I think every emotion is, is valid. It is different. I think it's also always just in these situations is like, what are we, what are we also being given, right? What are we, what do we do with this time? Because that's what history is about to kind of give a lot of us right now is some time with our families, some time indoors, time with our you know closest people and it's it's going to ask us and i want and i i hope that like all you all listening right now i know this is a different kind of dirtbag diaries today but but i hope i hope that you think about how you're going to use this time and and i say that because this presents an incredible level of clarity and you know like recently i was like in some gear shop somewhere and there are these these mugs and it was they were like F it, let's go climbing, F it, let's go skiing. And I totally appreciate that sentiment. That's great, I love it. But that's not really an option right now, right? So, so what are we gonna do with this time, right? And are you gonna sit there and just stress out about it? Are you gonna refresh the new news feed 3,000 times? Are you gonna watch every possible show on Netflix? And maybe, and no judgment if you choose to do that. That's, that's totally fine. Um, but I can't, I'm gonna go insane. And so for me, I am going to take this moment and I'm going to do my best to create because that's what I do. And that's what I hope a lot of people out there can take this moment to do too, is that they figure out what they want to do and go do it. And that in this moment where there's this incredible amount of input, like there's things bombarding you, boom, 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 it's all happening, right? There's a moment where some people can stop and they can begin to create output. Well, I know things are a little different in your life than they were 12 years ago, Fitz. You know, you have two kids and a business. So how have you and Becca been designing your life at home to still make space for that creativity? Um, We get up early. Maybe someone sneaks out for like just a local run around the neighborhood right now. Fortunately, we don't have to like be fully inside all the time. And then we get to it and every morning right now it's March and the birds are returning. And so we start the day and Tep goes out with binoculars and Becca, who's, who's like past life was a scientist working with birds, um, with migratory songbirds. She, she, the boys are out there and they're learning to identify birds. And that's something she's always wanted to do. She's always wanted to kind of teach them about that. And now we have this opportunity right now where the weather's good, we have nowhere to be. And that's what we're doing. So Tep's wearing around her binoculars and they're just realizes like we've, we built that all out. There's the math, you know, yeah, we're doing math every day. Yeah, we're doing reading. But there's also the reality of like, there's so many things that we don't get to in life that we value, you know? And, and the other day it was just like, I don't know, they needed something to do in the, in the backyard. And, you know, we've been backpacking at least once a year. And it's always just sort of like cluster and it's great and dad gets all frazzled and you know, yada, yada. But so I had them set up the tent twice and that was three hours. Nice. And it was like that moment of being like, well, you know, it's like three. Oh yeah, it's great. I mean, it didn't take them three hours to set it up. It was just like three hours of fun though. You know, it was like the stuffed animals got brought out the tent and it was all good. So, so yeah, we basically like mapped out our life to figure out how to do the things 
um, get to the things that maybe we don't regularly get to just because there's so many options, right? And it's coming at a huge cost. Like I, I really, really want to be cognizant of that and I feel that and, and it's coming at a huge cost. But I am, I am going to be able to recognize the good bits of it, you know, and not just the, the complete utter shittiness of the situation. Because there's, it's like we can, we can create good out of it, you know. Things like this give us the chance to be the person we want to be. And I'm going to take it. How do you want your boys to remember this time, Fitz? I just want my boys to remember that I was present. That I was able to laugh and to smile and to look them in the eye and participate in their world. Not just in the world that's sort of happening and unfolding on our screens. I don't know how good of a job I'm doing of that right now, but I'm trying. And I want them to see me create because that's who I am. And I just hope my kids know me. That's my hope, is that I get to know them, that I get to pay attention to them, and then they also get to see me. Because a lot of times our, our worlds are divided, you know, like it's pretty compartmentalized. And Tep goes into the office a lot, but, but you know, he's got his thing going on. And it's like, this is kind of a rare moment where we get to, to live each trying to do our own thing, whether that's math or whether that's, you know, running a company. It's like, I just I hope they get to, to know that I was paying attention. And I'm wondering, Fitz, just hearing you talk about those first handful of people that you sent your stories to so many years ago and that they passed it along to then 300 people and then 3,000 people and knowing that those people have stuck with you over the years and continue to listen to your stories and that you've developed this really vast and beautiful community over the years. I'm just wondering if you have anything you want to say to them through this time? There is a different version of your world out there. And it's like up to each of us to kind of help each other make it. And that is what I'd say. And it's like, it's one, it's like on a nuts and bolts level right now of just being like, it's, it's not like, just to be frank, I'm sorry, it's not time to be out there just doing life as normal right now. There's like, there's my grandfather. Like, I hope, he's, I hope he makes it through this. And there's a lot of other people that are vulnerable that I hope stay healthy. You know, so one, there's that side of it. There's like, that ability is like, it's not the time to go on a climbing trip right now. But on a deeper level, I hope that our community sits down and thinks about it. Maybe, they, maybe there's people out there that are thinking about like, how do I get people in my community to go out and vote? And this is a time to go work on that, right? Like, this is a time to start organizing. Or if there's something that you've always been like, I want to learn how to paint, start painting. Because what the hell else are you doing with your time? And maybe it's a version where it's just like, you just help your neighbor, right? That that's the person you've always envisioned as being the one who's helpful. And there's like, there's just no better time than to go to the person that lives three doors down who's elderly and say like, hey, do you want me to go run to the grocery store for you? And you can pay me back. Like, that is this moment. And so like, consider that this ability to think about the person you want to be and the world you want to inhabit and like make that, make that magic. Turn that thinking into something real and just do it. 
It is the time to create and not just consume. This is it right now, because that, that was the thing that I feel so lucky about the last time that I was stuck inside a house for eight straight days is that I saw this little rope coming out of the darkness and I grabbed a hold of it and I worked so hard to make it real and it became real. And I I'm lucky and I'm privileged, I'll say that, like, like all that. But that, that's out, of, out there for some of us right now. And I hope you just take a moment and look around and think about it. Think about what that means for you and go do that. That's all I can ask. Like that, that, that's like, that's what I would hope or ask of this community. Like the, the one thing I think that I've kept kind of quiet is that over the last year and a half, I've learned how to play the piano. Like, I just, I always wanted to do that in my life. And a year and a half ago, I was like, well, I'm not getting any, getting any uh, younger. And, and so I've been learning how to play the piano. And it's like this thing I go in, instead of like being like, I'm going to the climbing gym right now. I like go sit down and I go play piano for half an hour. And, and that, and, and it's just, it's the coolest thing. And, and so, I just look that makes me so happy me too I just like <laughs> imagine kind of climber hands well and I want to I want to say Fitz can I tell about your song oh yeah totally so last week we had a chat oh no it was at the beginning of this week <laughs> it's every day is like feels like two weeks ago <laughs> so at the beginning of this week we had a team chat on FaceTime which was really nice but I think we were all just you know checking in on each other and talking about how we were feeling and also just talking about doing a different kind of episode where we talk about these things as a community and the next day I got a text message from Fitz um, and he had sent me a video of him playing a song and I was I was coming back from a trail run I was in my car and I got that message and I pulled over on the side of the road and opened it and and listened to it and it was just the most endearing and hilarious video where Wiley his small child was taping him and <laughs> make sure you don't move my hands right okay what'd you say make sure you show my hands right okay just your hands yeah just my hands song was short but it just kind of got me choked up just to know that 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 had just poured out of your heart fits and at this time like it's it just felt like such an untraditional time for us where a normal week in the office like we wouldn't necessarily be sending songs back and forth on our text stream it's more like can you call me in 15 and do you have edits for this and you know it's just it was really special to get that um and it inspired me. I came right home and opened the video again and watched it enough times that I could figure out how to play it. And I wrote a bit more and developed it into a song. And it just gave me a lot of faith that we will get through this together, even if we're all stuck in our bedrooms for the next couple of weeks. That is so damn cool, Cordelia. 
Thank you. Yay for creativity. Like we said earlier, big shout out to all the people on the front lines of this thing. Everyone from the folks at the ERs, to the caregivers, firefighters, to teachers figuring out how to teach their kids even though they can't see them. Thank you, you're doing so much for all of us. We appreciate it. And for the rest of us, as we carry out this adventure in the great indoors, we are carrying on this conversation over at Instagram at dirtbag underscore diaries. Please join us. We've got uh, some Instagram lives, some stories, cool stuff. Share what's going on in your world. We'd love to see it. Yay for creating. Let's keep this going. We also have created a list on our website for ways that you can help out because there are some ways. Uh, some of them are big, some of them are small. It's all the way from giving blood to donating to food to school drives. Check it out over at dirtbagdiaries.com. Music today from Cordelia Zars with a little, I stress, a little help from me. Jacob Bain and Nice Koto composed our theme song. Thanks, Ashley and Cordelia, for sharing your thoughts. I'm Fitz. Stay safe out there, everyone. Support for the diaries comes from Ketone IQ. As I've been getting more and more into longer runs and bike rides, I found myself fighting with my mind. As the miles extend, I feel like my reactions get slower and I make more mistakes, like tripping or falling or just kind of feeling slightly out of sync descending on the bike. On those big days, I've been using Ketone IQ to help my brain keep fueled and sharp. I want to have fun, not bonk. Here's the science. Ketones already exist in your body. When you push up against your boundaries, your body begins to convert stored fat into ketones, which your brain prefers consuming. With Ketone IQ, I feed my brain so my muscles can use the glucose I get from whatever else I eat on the trail. Riders of the Tour de France have been taking the same approach. I am definitely not as fast, but I can apply the same thinking. Give it a try. You save 30% off your first subscription order at ketone.com backslash dirtbag diaries once again that's ketone.com backslash dirtbag diaries the link is in the show notes please check it out